Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been on the front lines protecting animals in times of crisis. From Pearl Harbor to 9-11, the California wildfires, and the coronavirus pandemic, American Humane Rescue has provided life-saving assistance for animals in virtually every major national disaster. If you're anything like me, your pets mean the world to you. And if disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. To prepare for an oncoming disaster, ensure your pet has secure and up-to-date identification. And if you must evacuate, remember to take your disaster preparedness kit with you. To learn more about disaster planning and how to keep your best friends safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Not all kids with crooked teeth can afford braces. Luckily, there's donated orthodontic services from the American Association of Orthodontists. Kids who qualify can be matched with a volunteer orthodontist. Visit aaoinfo.org. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's. This week, we're at Francesca's Deli in Lakeview, 515 Harrison Avenue. Try a specialty sandwich, a pizza, or a special. Either way, you're going to be full. It's the Sports Hangover, Thursday at Francesca's Deli, 12 to 3 on ESPN New Orleans. Keyshawn Johnson. Jay Williams and Max Kellerman. Dominique Foxworth with us now in studio. What's wrong, man? Nick, you not used to this? No, I'm not. I'm not built like y'all. You guys love it. It's not about the money, Max. You must love this. No, no, no it's about the money. Show me the money! I would you now. Oh, yeah, it's about the money. No, yeah, it ain't. The money helps. Money. I'm sure it helps, but y'all all <laughs> got enough to not do this if you don't want to. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio. Hey, this is Beth. And Rusty from Terrebonne Ford. We have big news, people. This is your last chance to order a new 2022 Ford F-150. Our auto banks close Friday, May 13th. But we have you covered at Terrebonne Ford. Come get the deal you deserve. Order a new 2022 Ford F-150 and get 1000 order bonus cash. Plus an additional $1,000 accessory allowance. Then choose the color, trim, and options you want. That's right. Get your new Ford F-150. 150 the way you want it and lock in your spot in the building process to order your new f-150 now and take advantage of 1,000 order bonus cash and 1,000 accessory allowance but hurry our order banks close friday may 13th order online at terraboneford.com or come see us at terrabone ford in homa because terrabone ford delivers with the purchase of a new 2022 f-150 with eligible accessories and 51322 with tax title and installation not available with some other offers. See dealer for details. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, Gus Kattengill with you. Jordan Kleber, fresh from taking his finals at Southeastern. He graduates on Saturday. Congrats to him. John Forcade here with us here as well as we're at Francesca's Deli. 515 Harrison Avenue here in Lakeview between Weston Boulevard and Canal Boulevard. You cannot miss us, especially when you walk in. We're in the patio. Can't miss us as well. Um, Scott Craig also will join us throughout the show. As we've been talking, of course, today, it is officially the NFL schedule release, but that state schedule has already been leaked. We got all of the games, all 18 weeks, when the bye is, who to start, and all of that aspect of it, in case you haven't heard. We'll go through that here again, and I want to get your opinions on it. Our lone guest today, coming up at 12.15, Mr. John Hendricks. We have not forgotten about the NBA playoffs. We'll get into that here as well, um, probably in the last hour, after we get a couple of takes from you guys. Because, of course, I want to hear from you all. How confident are you, and what do you feel? Or Maybe the, the, the gauntlet parts of the schedule, the tough parts of the schedule. What do you think of the starts? Love to hear from you here as well. Hey, hey. I got 122 days. I didn't count it. I asked Siri. 
Until September 11th, John Forcade, when the Saints kick off the regular season against the dreaded Atlanta Falcons. The Pigeons, here we come. It's in Atlanta, first off. That's a team that's trying to, I guess, find its new identity, new quarterback with Marcus Mariota. They did draft Drake London. He is the top receiver. They drafted him in number eight overall. Um, they do have Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a lot of excitement. But if I'm a Saint fan, I'm a member of the Saints, I don't mind starting the regular season against the no, Atlanta Falcons. The, the Falcons still got defensive issues. Uh, they can get pits all they want from last year. Uh, the London kid, who's going to be a rookie. You know, Marcus Mariota, come on, guys. I mean, I'm sure he's good enough, but hadn't really played to take control of a team. He had spot play in, in, in the Raiders organization the last uh, the Saints should easily, easily go in and take care of business. At least two scores. I'm gonna go on now. They, they got, they're gonna win by at least 14. And it's the first game for everybody. For, I'm putting, for, I'm for putting the points spread out there. Take, there. take the wow. Saints in the opener. You're minus going, 14. You're going minus 14 wow. already. Already. Uh, week number two, the Buccaneers here in the Caesars Superdome. Jordan. The Buccaneers have yet to beat the New Orleans I know Saints in the regular, in the regular season. season. I know. I know that makes you nervous, but I would I would say this. At the very least, you know the opponent. You know who they are. They're basically the same sort of team that comes back to it. You know you should be able to play with them. Mm-hmm. I, why are you so nervous about it? My point is, if I'm a fan, if I'm a team, I know what's coming in week two. But don't you, Joey, before you end, but don't you think Tom Brady and them, yeah, right. they, they, they this know. is on their wall right, right. now. Oh, yeah. yeah all the so? smack talking so? and the things that were being said on Twitter, everything, on social media. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think, I, I think they're, they're circling that game yes, already. Big time. It's already been circled. So why are you scared? Why aren't you circling? What you scared I mean, it's, of? No, I'm definitely circling the game, but yeah. I, I just, I'm not feeling a win. It's just. Well, why aren't you just, circling it though? What, what I'm saying is, I, I am, it, I am circling it, but I don't think the Saints are going to come out on top. You would have a chance to go 2-0 in the division. If you do what John does and takes care of business in Atlanta, yeah. you can take care of the division early, or not division, but, I mean, you can you get a two-game lead by doing that. So why aren't you circling it? Why is your every, first, why is your first ev- thought they are? Because everyone else in the in the yeah. NFC South is kind of thinking the same thing right now. What's that? It's, they could start off hot in the, in the regular are season. Are they really? Are they really thinking that? You, th- you think our buddies Chris McLean and Carolina and – Carlos Medina in Atlanta, they're, they're thinking that I mean, they're going to get off the hot start. No one has even touched the practice field yet, so how, how do we know what they got in, on either one well, of those we teams? we all got to be honest. It's, it's Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and who cares about the other? That's what, that's what this division is about. Would you agree with what John yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah, it's Tampa Bay, New Orleans. But there's been teams that come so, out of nowhere. So if that's the team that you know is probably going to give you the best run for the division, why aren't you circling it? Hey, I, I, like, I know how you talk about the, the Tampa and New Orleans. If Tampa makes the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl and they don't beat the Saints twice, you think they're going to care? That's you know I understand about all oh, the rival, but if you're not making the playoffs and you still lose to a rival, nobody cares. They won't look back at that. Well, they didn't beat the rivals. We played for a Super Bowl. You got to take it with a grain of salt, week in and week out. It's going to be tough for Tampa Bay and New Orleans at first. I mean, look, Tampa Bay doesn't play very well early in the year. We all know that, you know. But Brady has circled this game. You know that. Okay. You know right. that. I'm, I'm circling it if I'm the Saints, right? Panthers week three. This is at Carolina. So the first three games are division opponents. At the Falcons, host the Bucks. At the Panthers. What I like about this is, again, as I said in hour one, I know my opponents. I know their rosters, I believe, right now. And I understand what Scott was saying with the injuries. Look, you can apply that to anybody, anybody. and everybody. Correct. Somebody's going to get nicked up in training camp. You got those dreaded preseason games. I get all of that. I'm saying if my team is as healthy as it can be, my roster being the Saints. What happened in week two last year, Gus? You know what? No. I mean, Against the Carolina Panthers. You're living in the past. You, it was a COVID outbreak. You didn't have your coaching staff, man. Again, barring some unforeseen absurdity like that, my roster is better than two of the first three opponents. What happened with the Giants, Gus? Here we go. You know what, I'm, Jordan? Jordan, what you, what is wrong with you? Like you, I mean, did, why play the game? This the negative. Yeah, why play? Yes. Let's you know. Let, let I tell you what. Why don't I drive you to? Why don't you leave now? Go to Airline Drive. Go ahead and just go in through the doors. Ask to see Dennis Allen and tell him 
Let me save you your time this weekend. Mark up as a loss. Rookie minicamp start, starts tomorrow. Start working on next don't year's e- draft. Don't even worry about it. No, just work on next year's no, draft. I'm not just saying. I just feel like we're talking about practice, it that there's going to be automatic wins. Nothing's an automatic win. No, I didn't win. say the automatic wins. Yeah. What I'm saying is you, you have, have three games. Down. Gus. All right, put it down in the first hour. Three and zero Saints start off. The I would, well, well, Joe, and that was a, it. Was Joe, a very he how many other people? The Gus is sitting here. Yeah. How many other people sitting home right now getting their schedule out? How many players? I mean, every, I play if you're a Saints NFL, fan, every Saints and I'm gonna tell you this what this much. When we used to get our schedule as a player, we used to go win, win, win. Really? Win. Oh, there ain't no doubt. We would like okay. I we would check them this, all off. Boys. There's no doubt. I can tell you this: they're gonna win more than seven and a half games. That's Saints? the Vegas odds. The oh, Saints are, are, odds are eight, right? The Saints are going to win eight games. They should. I think they they're going to win ten or eleven. That defense. Yeah, but 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 let's go back to the offense. We still don't know what Winston's can do, and I'm not saying the Saints can't win ten or eleven. But if Winston doesn't help them, granted, you got Dalton. All they want these quarterbacks to do is not be what Drew Brees did. Just be a guy, and I hate people hate. Oh, just manage the game. That's all Jimmy Garoppolo no, you're did. Have, you're going to have to make some plays at the same time. Right. But I want to ask you all this because you, you keep bringing it up, and I know it's something that, that, that Scott's worried about, and Jordan's just negative whatever. So whatever. No, I mean. Uh, no, you're negative. No. Okay. So, but here's my you're thing. negative. Why? And I'll, we'll throw this out there. 800-998-1003. Are you concerned about Jameis? Because I sort of feel I'm, like that, that's a big thing. I'm, I'm not, not on I'm this not. aspect of it. I'm not. I love that, his workout. You saw him? Well, Re- look, regardless, last year, the man, more often than not, made made plays right. on the positive ledger than not. Yep. Considering you lost your starting center in the opening series right. at Green right. Bay. Your two tackles barely played consistently throughout the game. Armstead would play a series. He'd go, you lost... You know, the Matador. While the Matador, you know, I mean, he was still a starter at left guard. I mean, it, it just, it, it was. Yeah, it Andres Pete was still your starter yeah. at left guard. And your weakest link was your right Ruiz guard. Ruiz played terrible, yeah. but you had him move after focusing to a long season on right guard and center. Right. You had pedestrian. Oh, I think that's Mr. Black. I bet you that's Mr. It's Black. Him. That I prompt. There it is. That that's is, him. That is Mr. Black. <laughs> There it is. There he is. Trip. Mr. Black. There it is. <laughs> That's awesome, that man. Is. Now, if we were Mr. sitting Black. inside, we don't get to experience that. That is right. Gus wanted that, to sit inside. And by the way, true. it is jam-packed in there. Yeah, well, again. They're all coming to get a free taking, grape. They're all coming to get a free fit grape soda. I don't think I ordered it yet. With no. chicken on it. That is huge. You come in today, you mention the show, delicious. and you get a yes. free Fitz grape soda. Okay. The famous Fitz but soda arena. So what I was saying that with, with Jameis, though, I, this is what I know is coming back, at least in theory. Because let's be honest, all of these teams, it's theory right they now. They all got right? something. All of them. They all got something. In theory, on the board, right? right? I mean, the Bengals, to your point, I know they went to the Super Bowl, but can you come back and repeat it? Can yeah, you, it's going to be hard. So it's going to be hard. In theory, this, you can apply this to anybody. But what I'm assuming and hoping, because that's what you're practicing for right now and you're thinking of it, Michael Thomas a guy that is capable of setting records. Even if he doesn't play at a record level, the guy's better than what you had last year. Right. Chris Olave is better than anybody you had last year. Correct. And if you listen to anybody that has covered him in Ohio State or has covered the draft, the one thing they will say is, day one, the guy can run an NFL route. That's good enough for me because last year we had guys that couldn't get open. So I got two guys that are at least Options for Jameis Winston. And let's hope somebody, the kids, the kids, the guys exactly last right. do step up. All you need is one more. You need three receivers. Well, and, 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 tight and continuing again, let's see whatever happens, whether right. Scott, they do get Jarvis Landry or it's Callaway or whatever, because he's the third guy, not the first guy. Right. I think Callaway can do things. better with, I, with two I good receivers if he's not the first receiver. So, you know, that's there. Now look, tight end, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know if Taysom, but uh, again, can Taysom Hill catch the ball? Can you just catch the ball and then try to run and over somebody? And then not fumble. We need, we, we, look, hey, we need, we need now to, everybody, everybody needs now to say, okay, we've done enough with the Taysom, uh, experiment. Son, you go play tight end. If you can't make it there, then yeah. you go jack of all trades. But let's be honest now. We need tight ends. 
Yeah, right. that's what six, he is. Five, six, six is Taysom. You know, he's, he's, I don't know if he can quite do that. Well, job. and again, so I don't know. Able, and it is Scott, team? as you brought it up. A, a Taysom, he's like six, maybe six, six three, six two, six three. And again, I don't know what is going to come of Alvin Kamara, but he's going to play at some point this right. season. Right. So I have him. Obviously, they try to go get Sonny Michelle. Uh, now they're trying to get the, the Ravens, Miami. the Ravens kid. So they're trying to get another running back. That's going to happen. In, right. It'll okay, get, it'll get that. done. My point is, and it's something I didn't bring up last hour. I teased it a bit, John. I don't think a lot of people are talking about. It. You know him probably better than all of us. Doug Marone. Yeah. Bringing Doug Marone back yeah. as your offensive line coach Huge. is going to help, as you mentioned, Trevor Penning being a project, but again, a guy that can kind of help him teach the way. Plus remember, Zach Street was still one of the coaches on there. As and well. also remember I this. think it can help Pete. Doug, I think it can help Ruiz. I think it can help Brian. Doug Marone is going also to help the line. Carmichael. Because when the Saints first got Doug Marone here, what do good you think point. Doug Marone was the he was the offensive coordinator with Sean Payton. That's a very good All point. Right. I played with Doug. I know Doug Doug's worked his way up the line. He can help Carmichael. Not the point where you gotta run these plays, but he'll get in his ear, they'll go over the game plan, they'll, they'll sort the, things yeah, out. Exactly. I like that idea. And in game stuff. In game to Correct. be able to say, Hey look, Correct. my guys, you know, they're they're really killing me on the left here, maybe and to your point. Haven't been an offensive coordinator, haven't been a head coach, now being a line coach. Right. That lines of communication, you know, is Cartmichael upstairs and doing that, and then they can communicate on, on the field. So that's why I'm not that worried about if Winston can perform. Health-wise, let's see what happens. Yeah. But, again, you can lay that on a lot of people that have gotten, you know, surgeries and things of that nature uh, in the offseason. We're live at Francesca's Deli by Katie's. In Lakeview, 515 Harrison, Mr. Black just honked by. That was funny. Have a good day today, my friend. Good to hear from you. We'll come back with John Hendricks next on ESPN New Orleans. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Hilaria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches, and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches, and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing, Platina Knotless Dynamic. Alera Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alerio Brothers stocks anchors from 5 pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alerio Brothers before the season begins. That's Alerio Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at AleriaBros.com. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope, Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. I welcome back. Sports Hangover live in Lakeview. John Forcade, Gus Kattengau with you here as well. John Hendricks joins us as the schedule has been fully leaked. The team will uh, probably, you know, put some graphics out. John coming up here at 6 o'clock when the rest of the league does all the schedule uh, things from that nature here as you well. Said, you said it's leaked out. It's well, leaked. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Somebody in the NFL has to have leaked it. Well, yes, it, of course. Know, so. No, the team got it like a couple of days ago. John, how are you okay. this afternoon? 
<laughs> I'm good. How about you guys? How y'all doing? Doing well. Doing well, sir. Uh, solid job earlier this morning. I was walking the dog and watching how you updated it, sir, over at SI.com slash NFL slash Saints. You had to schedule all the leaks and get ready to go. Uh, let's start off first and foremost, starting at Atlanta, week number one, 122 days away. I like this. You? Yeah, look, I think it's a fitting way. You closed the regular season last year against Atlanta. You know how, how much this rivalry means to each team. And so, look, Falcons are a team that's looking to get off on the right foot. And what better way to test against New Orleans? But, look, the Saints have a lot to prove. They didn't have Damis Winston in last year's road game. So, look, I know they're going to be hungry. And uh, I can tell you every single one of those players are going to have an ear-to-ear grin when as they get up to week one. Buccaneers week two here in the Dome and at the Panthers week three. What I've been saying for about an hour and 20 minutes, John, is if I'm the Saints and I'm a Saints fan, I don't think I could have liked the start of the schedule better. I know my opponents. I think I'm better roster-wise than two of the th- first three teams. I know I can play the Bucks. Um, I like that from that standpoint. I, I feel confident that I can go 3-0, and 2-1. My point is, each of those games, I like where I'm at as to who I'm facing. Do you agree? Yeah, look, again, you look at starting the year off against the division, and look, I think that's a great way because you at least get half of it knocked out and you can focus on some of these games in the middle. And look, you're going to have some brutal stretches there, here and there. But look, I think you look at them on paper, um, you know, we got to keep an eye on things like if Alvin Kamara gets suspended, if Marcus May is going to get any type of league discipline. But, you know, that week two matchup at home against the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, you know the dome is going to be absolutely insane. I, that's the one I roll out. Tyron Matthew would do the Hudak chant for sure. And then the following week, the Panthers, um, their team, you just don't know what to expect. I, I just don't think their team has figured this thing out. So um, maybe it's Sam Darnold, but being at Carolina and, you know, Stan's repeating 2017 where they did the same thing at Carolina and then go and travel to London to play the Vikings. Hey, John. It's uh, John Forkate here. You know, when I was playing, we used to always break down our schedule like, the first four games, the next four games, the next four games, their next four games. The Saints right now, you know, they go to Atlanta, they come home to Tampa Bay, Carolina, and then they go to London against the Vikings. What's your take on the four games, just just these four games? Can, can they come back? Can they be at 4-0 the first part of the season? Uh, you're looking at a 3-1, and worst scenario, 2-2, two and two, but... I got them maybe probably three and one in that uh, in those four games. What's your take on that, John? Yeah, look, I think three and one would be a realistic possibility. I think obviously at training camp, and of course we've got a couple months before that comes, but you know, want to see how things work out at the wide receiver position, offensive line, tight end group. Um, obviously, I think those are just a few concerns that I have. But defensively, look, they're stacked up at that position. They're going to have some bumps and bruises to figure out early on, but. Look, I think they're super talented on paper. I think they're a team that is getting slept on a lot. I don't think four knows out of the question, but I think the uh, the big thing is, you know, they don't have the early bye week or the automatic bye after London. That's going to be interesting. I, I want to chat with Dan and Dave Allen, see if the team had declined that option because I know the Giants had did it before. Uh, and so, look, I think it's, it's sky's the limit for this team. But, uh, you know, look, they're going to be battle-tested really early on. And, and again, uh, they're just going to have to make sure that, bringing in Matt Rhea, their director of sports science from Alabama, is going to be able to get these players and there's some of those core muscle injuries. Speak with John Hendricks as we're going over the schedule here. So, John, you brought up the first four games there. And after that, you know, in the past, John, you've had the teams that played overseas a a bye week. The Saints don't get their bye into week 14. You come back, you take on the Seahawks, the Bengals, Cardinals, Raiders, the next four. So three of those four are at home. And the Bengals game is at noon. I thought that was going to, you know, maybe be a primetime. It's actually the Thursday night game at the Cardinals. That is the first primetime game of the season. But three of four back from London at home. I think that's also one that you probably would like to get three out of, huh? Yeah, look, and you remember last year, there, I mean, last couple of years, they've had the three straight road games. They've had those stretches, right? And so not this season, so that's a good thing. But, you know, look, coming out, they don't have that extra rest when they're coming back from London, so they're going to have to play at home. Bengals game, I mean, you got to pay attention because in starting at week five, the league can start flexing games. So I'm not totally convinced that that Bengals game is going to stay there in that slot um, unless 
you know, it depends on what network carries it to because they might try to protect it. But that's a prime matchup, and it's a missed opportunity for the league just uh, not putting that in a primetime spotlight. But, you know, look, I think that's going to be a, a huge game, obviously, for the team. Cardinals, uh, I think that would be the game that DeAndre Hopkins would come back. So that would be a real interesting one on Thursday Night Football. And then the Raiders coming to town, look, the Saints are going to try to avenge that one where they went in uh, during the COVID year and, and lose in, inside their stadium. But real interesting opponents. Obviously, I think they can at least split those games. Uh, Seahawks are really in a rebuilding mode, so that's a good thing that they get them off the London trip. But, look, it's going gonna, it's gonna to all matter, and it's still football. Anything can happen on those days. John Forcade brought up earlier in the show, too, this stretch. Ravens, Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Buccaneers before your bye Week 14 on December 11th, That's uh, is that the gauntlet that you see in the schedule? Yeah, that's definitely the heart and the meat and potatoes of the schedule. And, look, again, I look at these teams. The Steelers, I mean, they got question marks at quarterback, right? Is it Kenny Pickett or is it Mitch Trubisky? I think they're obviously a team that's going to be a tough atmosphere to play in, but I think that's one you look forward to. Having the Rams at home, everybody knows it's with the bad blood there. First time they come to the Superdome since the NFC Championship game. 49ers, again, another team just got to figure out what they are and then a rematch with Tom Brady, presumably against Jameis Winston, a thing that we were kind of missed out on last year. So I really think that's the, the meat and potatoes of this schedule. And, and you know, the good news is uh, you can at least get one of those at home, but, you know, three out of the four after being three out of four at home on the road. So it's, it's going to be an interesting task, but they do get a little bit of a rest between that 49ers game, having an extra day to rest up for the Bucks. Mm. When I take a look at the other thing that stands out on the schedule is two of the last four, they're cold weather games. And I was asking this earlier in the week, if that's, you know, as big of a deal as as the past when the Saints were really more of a, a run team. And look, and I don't know, I mean, a pass team, and I don't know where they're going to be moving forward, but I sort of feel obviously as Drew, huh, John declined. Where, you know, it, it was 15 yards in, 20 yards in, so maybe the weather didn't affect it as much because it was a short to intermediate passing game as opposed to seasons past where I remember being on the sidelines, um, when the Saints played at Tampa in a torrential rainstorm. And I think Reggie Bush had one carry, you know, and Sean was going to throw come heck or high water. And I don't think that's kind of maybe sort of been the offense here, but look, December 24th at Cleveland, it's going to be chilly. January 1st at Philly, it's going to be chilly. Do you think weather and cold are as a big a factor as it used to be? No, I don't think so. And, and look, the biggest thing is what the element's going to bring, right? So I think that's where the concern comes in. And, look, that's the biggest thing is footing and making sure that, you know, you have a stellar running attack, you know, if the conditions aren't that favorable. But, look, again, it's noteworthy. I, I don't buy this whole, you know, Saints can't play in cold weather, all this other stuff. I think, I don't know how many years ago, but I, I kind of busted that myth, too, because I'm booked on the games. I'd have to find that. But it's just one of those things that people just got to come up with storylines to talk about and make something of. But like, this is a different team. There's no Sean Payton anymore. There's no Drew Brees. There's a lot of players that just aren't the same from when they had that that narrative that was pretty lazy-driven. So, again, it's, it's worth – paying attention to but you know it'll depend if it's if it's snowing or not and i think that's really the uh the big concern if if you're playing in december in those northern atmospheres john i remember back in december uh, a, a town called buffalo game time temperature was uh zero or about two degrees wind chill minus eight snow all over the field let me say this much. Both teams got to play in it. Even the ones who live up yeah. there still yeah. got to play. Players don't like I don't care if you're up there all the time. Like Belichick practices outside. We went up there and beat Buffalo. Knocked them out of the division title mm-hmm. in a blizzard-type weather playing uh, cold weather. So it can be done. The it players know that. It was, uh, it was oh, yeah. 20, 22 to uh, 19. We beat them on a kick by Morton Anderson at the end of the game. But my point is, the other team, even though they live up there, they don't practice and play all the time in it. I guarantee they do it maybe right before the couple of days before the game. They'll go outside. Who cares? It's still game day. It's it's thirty. What? It's, it's let's say it's five below zero. It was five below zero for the Saints, and it's five below zero for Buffalo. So don't tell me the players don't get used to it or get used to BS. You got to still play in it. I actually felt like it didn't bother us. When we played. We threw for four. I mean, three hundred and four yards in that game. In the snow. So, hey, you can go up there and win. 
Yeah, no, I agree, and I don't envy you for having to play in that type of atmosphere. So, look, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, again, that's that's the that's the thing, and that's why I don't like this lazy narrative because you've got players that played college ball in these cold settings too, right? And these athletes, there's so much adrenaline pumping and so much going on, they're going to play in short sleeves. I mean, it's not an intimidation factor, and I mean, again, you can say one team has the advantage because they play there all the time or this type of stuff, but. Look, your game plan is what matters, and execution on the game plan is obviously the most important thing. So I imagine they would do some things and get creative to try to be able to test the field conditions. and That's why they do the pregame warm-ups. They test their cleats. You know, I remember last year when they talked about some of the unfavorable weather conditions that, you know, Sean Payton said, you're going with screwing cleats. I know it hurts yep. your foot, but, you know, that's the thing. You're not going to get these molded cleats on some of that, so... Those will be some of the things I really want to pay attention to if Dennis Allen kind of follows suit there or, you know, if we see some of the same things that Sean had. I think it'll be fun to uh, just kind of see what happens here to start the season. And, you know, we got rookie minicamp here coming up this weekend. Is there anybody you're looking forward to kind of chatting with on Saturday when we get access, John? Yeah, look, first and foremost, I'd say coach access is the first thing. So I'm interested to talk to Cody Burns, a new wide receiver coach. Obviously, he's going to have a lot to uh, – to stay here, but you know, Chris Alave is going to be your first one, Trevor Penning, too. I want to see some of these undrafted guys. You know, Abram Smith is going to have more of an opportunity now since they released Josh Adams. I think Shalee, uh, Shahir, I can't remember his name, the one from Weber State, Shahir, Shahir, and he's like punk twister, right? And so, um, he's another one that I really want to look at. Lucas Kroll, the guy from Pittsburgh, you know, I know people are talking about the the uh, opportunity there at tight end, and of course, Smoke Monday. I mean, he's a fan favorite the way he put out that <laughs> stuff against the Falcons. So, who knows what's going to happen? And I'll be laughing if he does get in there and is able to play again week one. John Hendricks, as always, you can give me a follow over on Twitter, John J. Hendricks, Saints lead writer, reporter for Saints News, SI, and Fan Nation. Thanks, as always, for the time, bud. Thanks, man. Y'all have a good one. Good rest of the show. Hey, for sure. Quick break. We come back. We'll take your phone calls. John, Scott, and Jordan. Get your opinions here as well. It's Gus Cattengelma Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and 2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. If you suffer from neck or back pain, get relief from the experts at Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. We'll start with an evaluation and develop a treatment plan just for you. We offer non-surgical treatment options and, if needed, minimally invasive surgery, which can mean a quicker recovery. Get relief from neck and back pain and get back to work and play with Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. Call 985-493-4501. 493-4501. Stop buying tickets without rewards and start getting more from the only ticketing company that rewards you for buying Vivid Seats. Buy 10 tickets, the 11th is on us. That's like 10% back every time you buy. And with 100% buyer guarantee and over 100 million tickets sold, that's something to sing, laugh, cheer, scream, buy about. Head to VividSeats.com for terms and conditions. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Oh, big 
John Forcade, Scott Craig here with us here as well. As uh, Jordan disappeared, I don't know where he went, but we'll get a chance to chat with him. Oh, he did? Yeah, I saw him go to his vehicle. All right. Well, we'll see. Oh, there he is. He's coming back out here in a second. As um, we want to get your opinions, 800-998-1003. As always, you can tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA. But, John, I want to get your opinion on, again, with rookie minicamp, you'll be able to see a couple of these rookies and undrafted rookie free agents and things of that nature. There's somebody that you are familiar with, and obviously your um, your, your your nephew Chase will Who's, be uh, able to do here yeah. a- as well. And that's um, Dejon Dixon. And what do you think of him? Well, you know, he worked out for the Saints. Or should I say he had his pro day for the New Orleans Saints a couple of uh, weeks ago with Chase throwing the football there. And, by the way, Chase is now with the Calgary Stampeders. They opened training camp yesterday. But he could tell you how much Dixon meant to him when he was there. The guy six foot five. Look, he had his issues back in the day, but, but he stayed clean, stayed out of trouble. The Saints got a gem right here. I think in the long run, the kid needs to get some reps, get some practice time, maybe make the practice squad, keep him around. And about a year or so from now, if he stays in, you know, in good shape, stays out of trouble, does everything he's, he's, he's asked to do, he can contribute to the ball club. He's one, Gus, he can go deep for you. He can go over the middle for you. Tall, rangy kid. When it comes to, you know, throwing the ball in, in the end zone in the goal line situation, he's there for you. I think he's a great free agency pickup. I think one of the other things, too, um, that you look at, too, and it, it, you heard him, uh, John Hendricks mentioned, you know, Smoke Monday and things of that nature. Scott, one thing that the Saints have always somehow, some way been able to get is these undrafted rookie free right. agents to be able to, right. you know, contribute and do things of that nature. Have you, are you one of those people that always looks at those undrafted rookie free agents and, and looks? Oh yeah. I mean, I love Abrams. The, the running back from, uh, Baylor. I mean. Oh, that's a good pick. That's what I, I was going to go into. Yeah. Smoke Monday is obvious, you know. But pretty cocky but i just think abrams he's got a really good chance of making this team and i was surprised he wasn't drafted i mean didn't he lead lead the conference in rushing he, he led know? the conference in rushing and obviously over at baylor look i you rush over a thousand yards you rush over a thousand yards i mean yeah, that's how right. i look at it right it's just the yeah, same thing like right. we always talk about it with you know with quarterbacks uh you know scott i mean and and, and john it's like you know i get Winston threw 30 picks. He threw 30 touchdowns in that the was NFL. A he, long he, time but ago. my point is he threw 5,000 yards. Well, like 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns is 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. You've got to look at the game scenario. When you're down by 30 points at halftime and you want to try to catch up and maybe make a game of it, they're chunking like crazy. Right. I don't understand the scenario no. that they were doing. But if you look at the difference he's been here, he's not doing that now. He's he threw not, two he's not picks throwing. last year right. in, what, seven games? Right. He threw two picks. You know, and and he was running. He was right. doing everything that he needed to do to win. That happened in Tampa Bay when he was on his fifth coach, fifth offensive coordinator, coordinator, whatever it is. And, I mean, John's right. I mean, they were always behind, and he was just chunking the ball downfield. I'm really tired of hearing about this 30 interceptions. I mean, I'm looking more at the quarterback we had last year that they were about to unleash, and he just didn't get a chance to. Well, he's not going to be the Aaron Rodgers. He's not no. going to be a Tom Brady. He's not even going to be, I don't think, the Aaron Murrays. Or the, he's not going to throw the ball 40-something times, 50-something times. That's not the Saints. Saints now are going to be what? They're going to be a defensive team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he can do what Ben Roethlisberger has done for Pittsburgh, manage the game, you put some so? good numbers up. I mean, Roethlisberger is a lot bit better than, than he is. But he managed the game because he knew why. I have a defense. And that's what they're saying. If you got a defense, right. look what's happening now with, with, with Dak Prescott. He's throwing all the numbers up there. Are they winning? Are they no. making it? No. 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 I think Dak's overrated. Yeah, he is. But give me a quarterback that you can go in there and the season's over. I threw 27 touchdowns, 10 picks. I don't care if he throws 12 picks. 26, right. 27 touchdowns, mm-hmm. 10, 12. I win 10, 11 ball game. My team's in the playoff. There ain't nobody See, worried I'll about stats. That's all it They ain't going to worry about stats. I'll say this. I go back to 2006, 2007, 
right, when Drew first got here. And even he said it at first, you know, the offense wasn't what we eventually saw in 09 and 11 and 13 when they set all those records and everything. He had to get familiar with the offense. Him and, and Sean had to get familiar with one another. There's a lot of people that have said, that have covered this team, and the coaching staff has said it as well. Sean has said it. Jameis has said it. That game he got injured against Tampa last year. That was the game you're going to see them opening it up more. He kind of had, you know, the reins a little bit. And look, he had to earn that trust, and I get it. Breeze said it on NBC. He's like, he's got to earn that. And then Sean will kind of let that go a bit. I mean, look, you're at Carolina, and you throw that touchdown pass, and he says it was God's will. I mean, he's going to be like, look, bud, you need to tell me why you're doing that other than God's will. So I get that. But I think we've seen... His ability to throw the ball downfield, his ability to read some defenses and make some plays and be mobile and, and pick up some first downs and things of that nature. I think, to your point, John, you need to be smart because you have a defense and not take chances. But I also think the more familiar he gets with this offense, the more he plays with these guys, the more he gets the report with, you know, Alave and Thomas. I, I don't know if, if, if you're not going to eventually see that was the potential mm-hmm. of an offense that can be explosive. Well, they they want right now is look. We're a twenty and under team. We'll we'll, we'll challenge them downfield. Mm-hmm. Not like Tampa Bay in the past. They were going challenge downfield. Let's say twenty times. Right. Saints say we'll challenge downfield five or six maybe. The rest of the time, give me twenty and under. That moves the football. And when you get the scoring zone, you got to score. No matter what everybody says, if you don't score in the red zone, you can't win a football game. All right, give me that opportunity for you not to turn the ball over. Move it down the field. What does that do? It keeps the other guys off the field by taking your time. It's great to throw one pass for a touchdown. That ain't going to happen. We, we always had a thing. We always had a thing when I was playing. If you throw the ball ten deep passes, you might hit two. You might hit two deep balls. Right. You throw ten passes, twenty and under, you're probably going to hit eight out of right. ten. So look, that's look, what they want to do. Look at LSU last year with Nussmeyer and, you know, how many deep passes could he hit? I mean, it seems like every time they tried to throw deep, that's a tough pass to connect on. You're right. It is. But I'm telling difference. you, going with the Saints, it's all going to be about the running game. They've got to get a good running game going for Jameis to be successful. Um, he's not going to be Drew Brees. I mean, where you could get away with a marginal running game. But when the Saints were successful, they always had a successful running game. You know that, John. I mean, you got to have a successful running game to win in that league. When Drew Brees was successful, he wasn't throwing bombs. No. He was throwing 20-something-yard passes in under, and they got – but when he was dangerous inside the 10, 15-yard line, that's where Drew Brees became the man he is because he was throwing touchdowns. One of the things the Saints were so successful and why that offense was so good as well, guys, was matchups. Yes. They had a lot of different matchups that, that they could do. They used Reggie Bush and uh, yeah, the two tight ends, Sproles, you know, back in the day. To go in motion to try to tell the defense what they were doing. Drew got a lot of tells based off of how they lined up in formations. And again, you got a guy in Carmichael that understands and knows that. That's why I look at this offense and the potential that it maybe have. When you have Thomas Alave, do they add a veteran receiver, even if it's Callaway? And I think what's interesting is it could either go, I think, good or dramatically bad with Taysom Hill. And what I mean by that is this. He should, in theory, no concept of the offense, right? No concepts. Now, look, I understand completely knowing where you're going, the route, and, and you've actually put on a helmet at that speed. I haven't, John. And how you view the field is completely different than viewing it. But if you've at least attempted to play quarterback and there's a lot of things in your field of vision and all that. If I'm just being asked to, I'm, I'm keying on what? The mic, I'm keying on the safety, to where my coverage is, where my zone, where my space is. I don't need him to run 30 great routes. Can I run 10? Can, can Taysom Hill run 5 to 10 routes where he at least knows where he's going and catch it? You know? It is I'm intriguing. But it's intriguing to me I, uh, to see if by the a fourth TV game of the year, he's going to be more of an H back. Yeah, my, my take is we, we can't go into we. I mean, the Saints can't go into season worried about getting the ball to Taysom. You got to have your game plan for him for five or six, ten, maybe ten plays. You cannot say, "Oh, we got to we got to worry about what." He, no way, impossible as he is. It's 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 Michaels. 
uh, I mean, Michael Thomas, and then it's, you know, uh, uh, the, the new receiver, and then it's the running back. It's other guys way ahead of Tyson, uh, Taysom Hill. Trust me, he's down on the list of guys we need to get involved and do stuff. He'll help out and make you really some plays. Th- you think so? You don't yeah. think he can be a key part? I think he'll be a, an added part. The word key part, okay. that's Kamara, uh, the, the new wide receiver, and Michael. That's your key part. The re- he, he's an added part. The reason I say that, guys, 800-998-1003, what, what do you think? Do you think Taysom Hill will be a, a key part or, uh, as John says, somebody that we'll see if he can be a part of the offense? The reason I say that is because at least while Sean was here, I mean, goodness, um, it, it almost felt like it was they were trying to force feed right. a lot That's of Taysom I don't think Dennis Allen, he came out, and, and I love what he did at the bat. Hill, you no longer a quarterback. <laughs> You're, right. You're going to play right there. Bingo. He did that. That tells me right there, they weren't Allen, Carmichael, whatever. They wasn't really. They, you know, that was Sean's project, right? They, you know, he wanted to give the kid an opportunity. Nah, he's thirty something years old. Happy you in the league. You got three more years left. Four more years left. Make your money. Play your part. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. Give me your opinion. Schedule's been fully leaked. Let's go over it. Give me your thoughts. This is Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z-Track mower so they can get as much done as possible. I jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work. It's just really fast. There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Home Attractor today next to the tunnel. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Mr. Black, heard you a little bit ago, sir. How are you? What's going on, man? Hey, Mr. Black. Oh, man, I'm just doing my little work around here. Good evening, everybody. You know, before I give a comment, I want to tell Mr. Fouquet, um, I, I love you, man. I just love you. I, I love the way you played when I was growing up, man. I just love the way you played. To me, you're my third best quarterback the world has ever had. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to disrespect you like that. I'm sorry, but you're the third best in the thing. Jeff Blake. That's all right. I at least Jeff I'm rated. I'm, uh, at least I'm rated. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Better than Billy Joe Hope? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We ain't feeling I'm joking, man. <laughs> I'm joking, man. Hey, man, you, you scared all my customers when you Give drove by. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. You, you know he way better than Aaron Brooks, too. At least he ain't well, never doing a pass behind him. I, give him I appreciate it. Well, I never laughed, too, when I got to the sideline when something went bad, either. I know that for a fact. Yeah, I know. You ain't talking about you putting your house up. You still love New Orleans. That's what I like about you. Bobby is trying to do that thing. But um, my thing about the schedule, I love our schedule. You know what I'm saying? You know my model, even when you were playing. 
he used to always tell us, you know what I'm saying? Whoever I was telling you, we, we had a bad team, we won't beat them. I think we'll be the 72 dogs. I mean, 72 dogs every year. Nice. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the way I feel, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Now, you know what I'm saying? That's how I feel with that schedule. We don't have no rough. The only thing I don't like about is our bye week is at the end, the last, right before the last full game. You yeah, know what I'm stupid. saying? stupid. But Jeremy's come along like he's supposed to and, you know, take his time and, you know, like a defense carrier till he gets his feet wet. Man, like I tell you, man, keep him out that third, third club, man, we're going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? I think we're going to do something this year. You know, we're on the rail. People ain't talking about us like talking about us. You know what I'm saying? But it's good. I like that. Long right. on the rail, like in 2009, we was on the rail. Nobody saw us. Then they start talking about us at game eight. When we're eight then nine no, then ten no. Then when they start talking about us, you know what I'm saying? More and more. But watch. watch this year. I think we got, I, 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 got feel, I got feel good about something. I feel good about this year. But then again, I'm biased. I feel good every year. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's how I feel. Man, y'all go ahead and have a good day, man. Nice morning over there. Bye, y'all. Y'all enjoy yourself. Drive safe. He's great. I'm going to try. This, I'm in the city. What do you expect? <laughs> we were 11-0 and 0 and then came the Cowboys. Or was it 12-0, and 11-0? and 0? 13. They were 13-0 and 0 yep. and yeah, then 13, came the Cowboys. Yeah, it was 13-0. Yeah, but, but they didn't start talking yeah. about us nationally until we was 8-0. Think about it. They, then they start opening our circle. Commentary start saying stuff. Back and back, back, back. Then they start believing. And then once they got on our bag wagon and we had that Dallas game, <laughs> it was a letdown. Then they said we was going to do nothing because we lost three in a row, you know what I'm saying? Walking right. to the ball, come up, you know what I'm saying? We come in in the playoffs on the bye week and stuff. Oh, they're going to be flat and all this mess. What happened? Yeah, how'd that work out? Thank you. So, you know what I'm saying? I want to stay on the rail the most. You know what I'm saying? So they can't okay. do us nothing, you know what I'm saying? Right now, our defense is strong. You know what I'm saying? Our offense is going to be okay, Mr. Fouquet. And our quarterback going to do enough. I don't look at Jamin Winston as being a Drew Brees. I'm looking at Jamin Winston through Jamin Winston over off the mistake. You see what I'm saying? So as long as he's doing his thing like he was doing in Florida his freshman year, I mean Florida State his freshman year, I'm good with that. He ain't had too many interceptions. And I know he's grown up since then. So I, 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 I would see him look good. So tell me what y'all say. I've been listening all day now. <laughs> I love Jameis, <laughs> man. You, I, I don't appreciate have, it. I don't have any problem with Jameis. Just hope he's healthy. Yeah. yeah. Look, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think, obviously, too, when, when you look at the start of camp will be a very good indication, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't – I'm not expecting him to be minicamp. I mean, that'd be fantastic to see him in minicamp, but probably not. You know I mean? I'm sure well, you heard be what AD said. Is Jameis Winston going to start the season? Somebody asked him, and he goes, yeah. that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, we'll see, Mr. Black, obviously everybody's health that's going to be on there. And again, whether it's Michael Thomas, whether it's Jameis Winston, others, um, I need you ready for September 11th, 122 days from now, right? That is against the Falcons. The more time you can spend together and the more things you can do, though, obviously the better. So, um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I, I'm just seeing what this team can sort of be. I, I think, and I wouldn't say it's being sold short by many. But I think Jameis Winston can be a playmaker. I mean, he has the the, no the talents to do so. I, I think, think be a pro if he has players around him, too. you know, that helps. Yeah. And as John mentioned, to uh, to an extent, and added to what I brought up with Doug Marone, I was just looking at it from an offensive line standpoint. I think he can help coach up guys like whether it's, you know, Pete, Ruiz, obviously the rookie in Penning. But, Jonas, you brought up a very good point, too. He's been an offensive coordinator. So, with Pete Carmichael, while he's been around this offense and yeah. while he's been doing it with Sean, it's completely different when you're the guy now. You know, you're the guy calling the shots. You're the guy doing that. But he can have that that guy in Doug Marone who was an offensive coordinator, well, who was a head coach. When, they, to uh, go back when they were looking at Doug Marone to come on board, they were bringing him in to possibly be the Saints offensive coordinator. Um, that's the rumors we heard. That's right. what we all thought was going to happen. Uh, so they made a decision that, well, we'll just bump up Carmichael, give him the full title of, he's been an office coordinator in yep. sure. wordage only. We know who called the plays. It was, it was Sean Payton. So now they're going to give 
Carmichael the opportunity, but, but they're going to have Doug Maroon working with him. Carmichael called the plays in 12 and, and did fine when Peyton that's was gone. You know, so Seven and nine. But, yeah, but, but, yeah, but if you look at the offense, the offense wasn't the problem. No, it was he, the defense. He, it's, it was, it's different, it was the though. worst defense ever with, with uh, uh, Williams. It, no, it wasn't Williams. Wasn't it Greg, was uh, um guy from the Giants. Uh, Spagnolo. Spagnolo uh, Spags. Yeah. He was awful. There he goes. There we go. Thank you. Coach Slasher. Go That's Cubs. Right. Go Cubs. Go. Cosby, man. It'd be Cosby. The Cubs. That's what I'm talking about Why right there. Why they make us some more trades? That is the legendary is. coach, Mark Slessinger, leader yes, Mark. the building. And he is a Cubs when, when, fan. When, like when you have a dish named Gus. after you, do you feel obligated to eat that dish all the time? I'm going to ask him that next time he stops Nobody by. Nobody does. Like when he, he brings, goes into Katie's, he brings does a he ton have of people have into Katie's just to get Mark, oysters. You know, the Schlesinger, the oyster Schlesinger. And he brags about how he said that his idea was to put the bacon in it. Is that what that was? No, it was, it was, it was, I, I change I the give, name. I give him credit. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero Um If you were to have a, we got about two minutes here, so let's have a little fun. In an hour three coming up, no guess we can continue to talk about this here as well. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. If you were to come up with a your own dish, my own what dish, would, what would it be? Hey, you know, Desi, but Desi Steakhouse is going to put my name on a dish. Is that what it is? Yeah, French so fries. Steak? I like. Okay, no, fries? you're kidding me. You give me French fries. They gave. Some a couple other people had the yeah. steak named after Archie, another dish named after yeah. um, someone else. But you got he fries. Goes, he goes, uh, I can name a French fries after. Well, it you. goes with everything. Yeah, well, you know? I'm gonna get you a dish here in a second. No, I'm just saying, like in general, I do. Like, I what, what would it be? Would it be a sandwich? Would it be a no. steak? Would it be a meal? What? I, I have, I have, a, I have chicken. I'm gonna tell you in you, a second. You do a chicken, so you want something chicken named after? What about yeah. you, Jordan? If you, if something. A burger. I would think so, too. You're a burger Yeah, guy. he was eating salad. So you salad. would come up with a burger. Yeah, burger. I got you. Okay. Yeah. I got everything named after me. Later, guys. Yep. Well, you make the menu. So, I mean, that is very true. That's why I'm saying, you know. <laughs> I mean, I would name a steak because I eat steak all the time. The but more, I, I, I was I, thinking about that. I got a dish I make all the time. It's probably a pizza. A pizza? It's probably a steak pizza. Steak pizziola? For, I, I could eat pizza every I, day. I could eat it steak would probably every night, be a pizza. not good for you. No, it's not. <laughs> I could too, but I make I make a a, ch- a chicken dish. It's a it's a Russian dressing, mm-hmm. apricot preserve, uh, onion, French onion mix, and and then you spread it all over the chicken. It's a we call it bonus Russian chicken. Oh, Russian and dressing. what do you do? You you bake it. You, you put, bake it like that. Yeah, you put it in the oven. With the sauce on. I mean, you, you pour it. You, you you put you know six six well like six breasts. You take the apricot preserve. You spread it all over. You take the. Um, you, the, the French onion mix, you know, you stir it yeah. and you pour that on top. Cause you, Can you put water in the mix? No, sir. Yeah, yeah, in the mix. Yeah, not a knot. Okay. You don't want it heavy. And then you Just pour it. You buy the, You get the Russian dressing that's out there. Yeah, we you, make you, our own here. You do, you, you do well. You take that and you pour, put it in the oven, you know, 350, three, whatever it is. It comes out. This recipe was from a lady when I was at Ole Miss from 78 to 82 who, from day one, and when she used to feed us all that, I've always done Let it. Let me we write make it. that down. I'll give it to you, Scott. I promise you. Chicken forkade. There you go. Put a little Russian dressing, apricot preserve. It might make French it. onion mix. It'll, it'll, it'll be a special in Yeah, you just do it. I guarantee it. Very tasty. Oh, you're guaranteeing it's you tasty. Put, you put it okay. on top of angel hair pasta. Oh, there we go. Throw a little pasta on there now? Yes, sirree. What about the French fries? For baked? <laughs> no, bro. You can't. I can't, Des, I can't believe Desi told me the <laughs> name. Apricot preserves. Who the hell thought this up? Yeah. This person had to be stoned. No, that's, it's a, she, was, she cooked it all the time for the boys when we were in college. And we loved it. We go to the house, and she'd have it. But what I'm saying is, how did this combination I, ever come about? I'm gonna have to ask her daughters. You know, Somebody had to be baked. I'm gonna have to ask her because it's it's we still cook it. My brothers love it. Everybody, we cook it. It's it's I do it all the time. Chicken fork, onion, okay, French onion Soup mix, mix, French onion mix, apricot preserve. I got that in Russian. In Russian dressing. That's the only three items you need. And then you put it in the pan with the chicken, and you let it. And you, when it starts to bubble up, you know it's done. So the chicken's raw when you put yeah, it on you, Yeah, you get the chicken, yeah. So basically you just, you, you pretty much base the whole chicken. You could, just, yeah, you could just mix it in a bowl with the sauce, throw it in the oven like that. And you once your, once your, once your pan, you cover you, the whole pan. You better grease the pan first. Yeah, it's and, you, stick. and you just um, cover it all up. I'll put aluminum foil. Or paint, you know, on top. You think some breadcrumbs <coughs> wouldn't be good in that too? You uh, mix some breadcrumbs. Do into it. it. Crumble it. I never tried it, but I, I can some say some panko breadcrumbs uh, mixed into that. That sounds good. 
Dude, I want to go home and make it right Let's now. You're going to go do it. Let me know. I don't have onion soup mix here. Oh, right. it's well, easy. You can go buy that. Or ap- I may have apricot <laughs> preserves. Maybe we'll uh, we'll we do we'll do that onion. one Thursday. Yeah, apricot preserve. You spread it on every chicken breast. Oh, yeah, baby. spread it all. Oh, that's that mixture. Try. We'll try. That's so fun. Yes, indeed. Well, we'll see if it works. See if it works. See if you like it. If not, uh, you know. You can always say it's uh, super special. It's a super special. (laughs) I think you enjoy it. (laughs) On that aspect of it, that brings a close to hour two. Are you leaving? You done? No, I got, I, got, I got a half hour. You got a half hour? I got, okay. I got to drive to Jackson. Well, go go see what you want to eat before you get out of here yeah, so you don't I, pass I, out. Yeah, I mean. Hour three next. We're live at Francesca's Deli by Katie's. We will chat uh, next more about the schedule and also talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs. It's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Oh, yeah,